The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. Welcome to another edition of The Meter is Running on the Boston Podcast Network. You know what, Shira Springer, I feel like I have to reacquaint myself with you. Because <laughs> it's been, what, a month? It has. It's been a while. Since we last came together. And when we sat down and we talked about doing this show, I was like, yeah, we'll do one every two weeks, maybe every ten days. How's that working out for us? Well, we do have lives, so. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. And it's you have tough. more of a life than I do. Because you're up at 5 a.m. and she's burning the candle on both ends here. And you're you're a gamer. You are the yes. definition of a gamer. Thank you. At pod617.com. You're a gamer, too. I am. But this she, is kind Shira, of my busy Shira time. looks like she just went 10 innings. She does, <laughs> doesn't she? Or, or 13 like the Cubs did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's, See, that that's game, so kind. But you still have a smile on your face. As yes. we sit here on October 3rd, for those of you just uh, tuning in, that's David Yaz, our executive producer. Thank you, Peter. The Cubs and Rockies... Last night annoyed me because I'm sitting in bed, which is always bad. Try, try to watch a baseball game in bed. It's a problem. Certainly not. Yeah. Problematic. Couldn't stay up. Yeah. No, it, it, it is too late. They start too late. They go too long. They, was it five hours and like 15 yeah, minutes went 13 or something innings. like that? Yeah. Even Alex Cora said he, he couldn't stay up till the last inning. Yeah. I, I tried to stay up. Couldn't. Made it to like the top of the 12th maybe. And then I went to DVR it. So I do that thing where you can't DVR the game because the game's already run over. It's now called something else. You know, it's called like Sports Center or whatever. So I DVR that and the next show. And then I get up in the morning, I go to do it. And the moment I click, I see the Rockies sitting at the podium with the champagne spraying. And I'm like, well, I guess I know who won. Now you don't have to watch <laughs> it. It's, it's a number in a series of DVR disasters. For that me, Lester so. guy looks pretty good. But how? Why can't, why can't we get players like that, right? Can yeah. I ask you guys, sports experts, uh, is there anything? You mean the two people who finished last in their <laughs> oh, baseball, fantasy? baseball fantasy? Baseball fantasy. Wow. Yeah, I think I was second to last and you were last. I was, I was officially the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, you were, and you were, like, well, can Baltimore I say something? Orioles. John was last for, like, every, 90% every day of, the year. of this season. I couldn't get out of last place. Usually <laughs> you dig out. Yeah. Where, I don't get, know what's like, worse, One day though, in first place? Yeah. I fell from, like, middle of the pack. You did fall. Yeah, I thought I you were... Your I had some injury pick, issues. Your I first had some pick was your namesake. I know. Well, you have to. If, you're, if your last name is Springer, George you got to go with sure. George Springer. Springer you just Pride. have to. You yeah. have to. You it's ha- it's you have that to Connecticut stick thing, too. We have to, yeah, we have to stick together. Well, so you, here's my question. Sorry to interrupt me. But, but is this sports karma? Is this the pendulum swinging for the Cubs? Because uh, I have this theory of sports karma. If enough bad things happen to you in a row, something Not really great year. will happen to you. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, like, you know, obviously the, the Sox example is obvious. You know, 68, uh, 86 years of pain followed by one amazing comeback. Cubs. Uh, Your would, karma has a long tail. My karma ran over my dogma. No, the, the, um, the, but the, the Cubs just lost two consecutive games on their home field, both by a run. The second one even more heartbreaking than the last. Punishing. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's that's like stabbing you and, and twist, not only twisting the is knife, right? And stabbing right? you, but today there were rumors that the Cubs might not bring back Joe Madden. But they are. They, they are. are. I, think, I think the report, the latest, Showalter is out. But, Showalter's out, but Madden, but Madden is coming is back. There. Why wouldn't Madden be back? I don't know, just for pure entertainment factor, I, love I think you yeah. have to have Madden. Character. I mean, yeah. the Character. shine might be coming off a little bit. So-called 
Joey quirky, genius. Yeah, I was going to say the quirky genius. Yeah, but I you think know. that shines moving more towards Alex He's, Cora. I was going to say he has to he has to come up with some new like bag of tricks. I mean, he had all these theme days and craziness and like you know Varsity I don't know jackets. jugglers and ma- magicians and all those I don't know. all those wacky things yeah, that they do on road yeah. trips. Yeah, which seems seems cool, but then you know some some of those outfits you're going to see here at David Yaz's birthday party. Oh, thank at you for At Fenway the Johnny's, That's we right. are at Brookline Avenue. In the shadows of Fenway Park, they do a great job here. We really appreciate their support each and every time we're here. And I think the tagline there is, Larry Lucchino says, the chili here is better than his mother's. Oh, the yeah. chili and the meatballs he loved, too. the meatballs, too. yes. But, but also, you got to... Was the meatballs? Maybe it was the meatballs. I was going to say, you got to follow John Karen on, uh, and Fenway Johnny's on Facebook, because it's a who's who of celebrities who come in here every day. One, one day, the Sox will be in here. Cora was in here signing the wall. The next day, the Yankees were in... Um, they let him in for some reason. Why? Yeah, so, I was going to say. Yeah, but it's, but it's, and you look at all the meter. Have they had you sign the wall? I yet? signed the wall. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. I did. Sure, did you sign the wall yet? I have not signed the oh, wall. Oh, God. Well, come on. She signed many walls, but not, <laughs> not, not this one. I have not signed not many walls. Not this one at Fenway Johnny's. At TD Garden, they don't have a Shear Springer autograph in no. like the media room? No. Oh, man. The Will McDonough Media Room? I should think they? they should. They have her picture up, like, at the post office. Wanted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the sweat and the blood and the tears that you put into that place. Sure. <laughs> and she looks at me. Like, with, like, really? Yeah. Well, it's good that you're here, Sure. It would be appreciated, of course, as always. Because Likewise. This, Ditto. Right back at you, this, John. This is NBA day on the meter is running. Yay. And, yes, you're excited. NBA day on the day that the NHL season opens. Yeah, but, so but it's okay. the NBA opens in two weeks. Yes. So you could be listening to this at any, at any time through the wonders of the Internet. Oh, oh. Just trying to get fired up. Is that a foul? <laughs> Who is that, Jake O'Donnell calling a foul? Um, let's Earl ask, Straw, maybe? Let's ask Johnny. There is a violent, violent knockdown by Lambert. No one was better than Johnny Most. No, no, nothing was better than that dynamic with Most and the Pistons because the the they were villains out of central casting. They were Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn, I, Isaiah. Um, I think they're bringing it Vinnie back Johnson. this year with Blake yeah. Griffin and Reggie yeah. Jackson. Mm. <laughs> Those two. But Blake is Blake hateable enough? You know, Blake. I think Blake is not hateable. No. Yeah, Blake. Yeah, he, he strikes me he's, as. He's as, not a villain. Ever yeah. since Ron Artest uh, retired, we don't have too many. Crazies, right? I don't think. I don't, know, I don't think. You know. I think. I would use the word characters. You know, eccentric right. characters. Kawhi Leonard. No, I think he's actually. He seems to be saying the right things. You know. I mean. You know. Listen. We're talking about characters. We got a guy on the Celtics who just, just admitted that the Earth is round. Yep. So you know. <laughs> yeah, that kind I, of. I don't think we should be throwing stones here in Boston, <laughs> right? So that wasn't a put on. You think he really thought the, the. Uh, he was a flat earther. So you're asking me to get inside the mind of Kyrie Irving. You've talked to him, I, right? Yeah, a place I, I would rather not go. I don't know. I Is, mean, sometimes it's hard to tell shtick from from. Right. You know, yeah, I think it's a little bit. Both, I think it's probably. a little bit. I think it's part of you know you know sometimes guys just get a rise out of uh, seeing what will get a rise out of other people. I mean, it's, it's sort of trolling. It's, 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 it's in-person trolling. Yeah, it's kind of in-person trolling or just kind of having a little fun at everybody's expense because why not? You're you know, a basketball superstar, and, and that's one of the and things. And you're nutty and you're crazy. And you're nutty and you want to have fun, and, you know, it's just one of the things that, are, that you have, you're able to do. All right, 55 wins for the Celtics last year, 55 and 27. An amazing run to the Eastern Conference Finals. It took them Should have been to the finals. Seven games they lost to Cleveland. 
plus or minus more wins this year? Do they go over 55? And do they make the NBA Finals? Yes to the NBA Finals. And I'm going to go 57 wins. It's about that, My target was about 59, I think. You don't think they can win 60 games with this team? This, this, uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. And I think there's going to be some continual adjustment period as they kind of figure out what their best lineup is. And, and let's be honest, there's going to be an injury, a, a significant injury at some point in the season. I don't know if it's going to be a Don't say Jason Tatum. No, I don't think it's going to be J- – well, let's knock on wood here. But, you know, I mean, listen – Kyrie Irving's knee is good now, they say. But, you know, I mean, there's going to there's gonna be a lot. I don't think any team, you know, it's a rare team that gets through Goes the through season without a starter having some sort of injury that keeps them out, with the, that, you know, doesn't keep them out a couple of weeks. It could and be a we, bad sprain. It could be something, you know. Think about this team, how loaded they are, though. With Oh, by the way, Gordon Hayward coming back. Yeah. He seems to be 128%. I'd like to wrap him in bubble wrap for the first couple games just because it's going to be nerve-wracking. For me, watching him play out there, I mean, how many minutes did he last last year? Three. Yeah, but if we that, yeah. but we forget like like how many wins fifty five wins 55. last year for the Celts, but that included a what was it a fourteen and one at the beginning of the season or whatever that was. Yeah, it was that, that run after the injury, so, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so after that crazy run, which which um, our coach reminded us was not going to last, they were uh, certainly above average team, but not a powerhouse. But I, I I think they might threaten sixty wins this year. I think it's, it's if, definitely if doable the, if the plan comes together because. Um, it's remarkable, you know. As I heard, I heard our, our old friend and, and former meters is running podcast guest uh, Bob Ryan uh, on a national show, and he was talking about how whether um, oh my god, brain fart. Who's the guy in the Bulls who's looking to get traded? Um, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Not the Bulls. Bulls. Minnesota. Bulls. Sorry, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Formerly of the Bulls. Yeah, uh, and he. And maybe soon of Miami, right? That's where he wants to go, right? Who doesn't want to go to Miami? Can I go there <laughs> exactly, too? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can you and, take me, Jimmy? And they said, Ryan, do, do uh, would the Celtics be a possible home for Butler? And he, he said, no, you, know, you know, they don't need him. I, I want these are my guys. I, 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 I want to see what they can do with this team this year. They're poised. They're poised on the brink. That's a good. Not that's a bad ride. I'm working decent, on it. I'm working on it. Not a bad ride. Not that's bad. a decent ride. I like the beginning of it. It was a good build-up. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we sort of morphed into some other character. <laughs> kind of morphed into Mad Dog Russo, actually. <laughs> Thank you. I'm intrigued. I thought you said you liked it. Do you think they need Jimmy Butler? No. no. And I think this is where you kind of get in trouble. I mean, you talk about how stocked and how talented this team is. And that's what I'm talking about with an adjustment period. Because whenever you have... I mean, I'm not talking about the cliche, you know, who gets the ball and how, you know, do they have, you know, five balls. It's not that kind of situation they're going to share. It's going to, you know, be good teamwork. I think it's unavoidable with Brad Stevens and the way he coaches teams. But there is an adjustment period when you do have a lot of talented all-star guys. I mean, you can wait three, four all-stars potentially in that starting lineup. So at least, exactly. So there's going to be an adjustment period, as unselfish as they may be or say they may be, that, I think, is, no, is going to be an interesting dynamic. And I think, where, where does Terry Rozier fit into this after his amazing playoff run? Who knows? I mean, that's that's you know that's the challenge that Brad Stevens has before him, how you fit all these pieces together, but not only how you fit all these pieces together, but how you keep all these pieces happy. Are you a Marcus Smart fan? Sometimes. <laughs> when you're not a fan, why aren't you? It just frustrates me, you know what I mean, yeah. sometimes. I mean, Because he can't shoot. Yeah. Frustrates me. If he but shot 39%, would that help? Yeah. As opposed to 33? Yes. Yeah, 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 that would help. It is maddening, but he is 
as Ryan says, a special player yeah. because he's a throwback. Yeah. And he plays defense. We always need a guy who Unlike plays defense. Unlike some others we know. Yes. All right, so. <laughs> yes. He's like a kid with <laughs> I'm just a new toy. Yeah. You are. Yeah, you're like off on your own, like doing your thing. Did your parents take you to it's FAO? Called, it's called producing, okay, kids? Did they take you to FAO Schwartz in New York City? <laughs> Did they take you there? Of course, with the big teddy bear. Of course. And, uh, Who didn't go to FAO shorts? Yeah, By the way, I, was, like I was Tom Hanks on the keyboard there. Yeah. Quasi-apropos, Toys R Us not fly, filing for bankruptcy. This not is filing good, for bankruptcy. Not filing. That's the latest. Does I that think. mean they're coming back? I have no idea. Does but that mean this, I can actually go I'm to here. a toy store again? I like, don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just thought for the FAO shorts reference, there's, you know, for the... Sure. The... the the lower price, you know, the, the that's the elitist. Toy yeah, store. Just, <laughs> Jeffrey the giraffe lives. Remember Jeffrey? Yeah. I remember that the the the, the, the uh, Toys R Us in Times Square. Sure. That they used to have to go to like three times a year with my kids. Yeah. You know what store what I will it? never go to in Times Square? The M&M Disney store. store. Oh yeah. I was just there. there. Yeah. Oh my god! Like why? Like this seems like such it a. It pulled me in. Did it? It pulled me in. Oh. God. It's kind of fun. But you're right. Like, do we need a gummy bears store? Like, no. Well, we actually, I would prefer a gummy bear store. I would, over I would prefer a, a Swedish fish store. Oh, there you go. Now, yeah. you're talking. now we're talking. Yeah. You're a Swedish Lic- fish fan? I like Swedish fish. I like licorice. I know there's a reason why I like Springer. <laughs> but I just think M&M's is just like, uh. uh cherry we... licorice? Like those cherry nip I nips, like Australian, Australian black licorice. Ooh. Wow. Meter, meter, I'll give you a tip. I know you have a sweet tooth. There's, there's a hidden gem, a candy outlet store in Sharon, Mass. It's actually, it's actually kind of on the Sharon Foxborough border, right down the street from the stadium. It's kind of hidden. I can tell you where it is. I'll Go make ahead. it worth your <laughs> Could be a potential sponsor. No, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know That's the address. That's what we need to do. We need to get candy sponsors. Yes. That would be good. Is, it, right. is it one I'm of those on knock three times? No, no, no. It's just, it's like in an office park, so it's not heavily advertised. There's like a little sign that says candy outlet and an arrow, and. I but but it's open to the public. You get just huge, huge bags of everything you can possibly imagine. Oh, they're probably suppliers to stores around the I country. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Those are captivating. Underrated nostalgia can- candy. What's Dots. That? Oh yeah, dots, dots are good. I introduced my nephews Problematic to dots. Problematic for your teeth. What's the difference between a dot and a jujube? Oh, I hate oh, jujubes. Dots are the ones that are on the. No, like, no, I'm talking no. about oh, you, oh, dots. Oh, like the not Those the dots, no, the gummy not the dots. dots, the gummy dots, but the, the paper, yeah, the paper, paper dots. dots for sure. Yeah, it's a nostalgia candy. Yes, not everybody appreciates the the sort of nostalgia aspect. Those bring me back to like exactly. Kennedy Lake Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> although kind of a ripoff of a candy though. I mean, oh, they're take total a, ripoff yeah, of a candy. <laughs> well, it's good. But they're a nostalgia. Quite literally, it's going to feel like paper and candy. Yeah, there needs to be like a separate category. Yes. Every category of nostalgic candy. Do you yeah. like to sniff glue? So it, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those and things. we have taken a turn. I don't we know the airplane. Yes. No, but but it, uh, indulge me thirty more seconds on uh, nostalgia and candy. We um, I used to go grew up in Sharon, and there used to be a penny candy store. I swear it was the last of the penny candy stores in, in Sharon Center called. Bendinelli's old man Bendinelli would be working the counter and you could go in with a quarter and then you just ticked off like the Swedish fish were a penny and then certain things were two cents certain things were three cents but you you, you gathered your bag you know oh, and, yeah. and you went there between wow. school the bag and the white be, bag between uh, no it was white a little, bags? mini paper bag but but it, it, it was it was brown actually but but uh, as I remember it but that was what we did between school and Hebrew school because then you had to walk over to Hebrew school of course the you know course the Jewish kids yeah. yeah yes yeah. but at least you had some candy see in Weston we had Richardson drug oh nice and they had the big Swedish fish 
for like 15, I think it was 25 cents maybe. Now, like now, now, now it's like I caught a fish this big store because you're holding your hands about it. It was <laughs> this big. Try to think what Don't we get had. any ideas over there, yes. <laughs> it was this big. I don't have any good candy stores no, in Hartford, Connecticut? No, it was Manchester, and it was, you know, we had a couple of convenience stores like a block away from my middle school slash junior high. But not, like, like a throwback drugstore? No, no, no. I'm trying to think if there was... Maybe Marlowe's, but that was more like a five and dime and not like a penny candy store. A Woolworths type? Yeah, it was kind of like a Woolworths type. Yeah, yeah, yeah I miss those days, man. Right Nostalgia. on Nostalgia. Right That's a good way to put it. Dots. Dots. I, I do know where you're going with the yeah. dots. I think we called them something different, like paper dots maybe or something like that. Though they had to be. I don't because, know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's distinguished. Well, we go from dots to the... Atlantic Division, where the Celtics will clearly dominate. You, you can't make that. a smooth transition there from dots no, I was to gonna the say, Atlantic Division. Does Gordon division? Hayward like dots? <laughs> Maybe Robert Williams the third does. We'll have, to, we'll have to find draft out. Pick. Yeah. Um, but Brad Stevens' record: two twenty-one and one eighty-nine. Seems like it should be better than that. It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. You forget him. He had some bad teams when he came here. I mean, not terrible, but not great. Yeah. Jamie Young, Jay Laranega, Jerome Allen, Micah Shrewsbury, and Scott Morris. And how many assistants are on an NBA bench now? That's one, two, three, four, five. Some teams have we seven. we got some that are front of the bench and some that are behind the bench. So that's a major distinction. I bet you some are also like slash video slash assistants, yeah, too. Yeah, I think, I think a couple. I think yeah. Morrison might be. But yeah. It seems like every year there's there's more coaches than players. Do I mean, they I just remember it? like talking to Red way, way, way back, you know, and he, it always astounded him how many assistants and the and just the large the largeness, if that's you know how large staff. The large have been. S. Yes, the large S of, yes. the, of the. Sorry, that's uh, Shira dropping names there. Excuse me. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, but he he would come to the games I'm and he sure would sit it. in the back, you know, like in the in the in the coaches' offices at the garden and. You know, he would talk. I mean, it, that was one of his sort of persistent themes that he talked about a lot, which was just how big staffs had become. Because he pretty much did it all. I was going to say, did he even have an assistant? I don't know if he had an assistant. I mean, I think he kind of relied on guys like Bill Russell to for and input Cousy. and in Cousy. Exactly. Like, I mean, there was a, you know, you, you, you trusted in, in your players and you solicited kind of suggestions. And, you know, I, mean, I don't know if he did that, but my guess is that. You had a pretty good, you know, smart group of guys there. How coachable is the current NBA? You were around a long time in the NBA. Did you find that guys were actually coachable? Because you hear all the time, NBA, it's a player's league. Brad Stevens seems to be an aberration. Does a uh, New York David Fisdale have a chance this year? In, with the New York Well, Knicks. that's a whole other, you know, a, can of worms can when of worms. you're talking about They're, they're New better York. this year. Yeah, but still, I mean, there, there are so many other factors. So I think... It depends on a, on a couple of things. First of all, you have to have, um, you know, the support of your organization. So, like, we brought up Jimmy Butler earlier in the Timberwolves. I mean, you know, you got, you know, the coach saying, no, he's not, you know, we're not trading him, we're not. And then the, the owner pretty much going behind the uh, coach's back and saying, it's Thibodeau, right, oh, yeah. out there. So, he's, he's, you know, saying, hey, you know, tell me what your offer is. So, I mean, I think, first of all, you have to have sort of, the whole organization on the same page Correct. and supporting the coach. I know that sounds very, very basic. Um, but I think situations like the one with Brad Stevens, who it looks like he'll be here for a long, long time, are are exceedingly rare. You're not buying it when Mike Krzyzewski retires, he goes to Duke? No. No. No chance? No. All right. How about Indiana maybe someday? No. 
No. Can't take the Indiana out of the boy. I mean, by that point, he may be, you know, he'll be here 10, 15 years. He's got young kids. I think, you know, the idea is you want those kids to be here through high school. I mean, I think there are family considerations and everything. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think he's here for the duration, assuming everything goes the way it goes. I mean, so this is the other thing. You know, a losing season can put a coach on the hot seat very, very quickly right. in this league. And I also think perhaps... See, Dwayne Casey in Toronto, they didn't yeah, even have yeah, a losing season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, that was I was kind of getting to my next point, and Dwayne Casey is a perfect example. I think there is sort of like a fatigue when you hear the same voice in the locker room, and it's, it's more point. acute in the NBA than perhaps in any other sport because you do see that rapid turnover with coaches or at least a more frequent turnover, it seems to me. I mean, what do you got? They got Popovich as a long-term coach. You got Carlisle in Dallas as a long-term coach. Spolstra in Miami has been there a while. Right. I mean, I'd be hard-pressed. Steve Kerr's long-term now. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, five years Brett at this Brown point. in Philadelphia. Five, yeah, five years in this league is a long time it now. It is. It is. What up, gangsters? From Pod617.com, it's Shawshanked, the podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Buck. Nick Stevens. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. Matty Blake. Come on, do it. Kill me. It's Georgie Kip. This movie has everything. Kiss masks. Lee Trevino. Shawshank. Movies that you get Shawshanked by. Shawshank. I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. Make sure to check for new episodes of Shawshank regularly at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod we trust. All right, I'm going to give David Yaz a... Trivia question. It's not really trivia, but it's kind of. I'm ready, meter. It's, it's not really that relevant. But who's the new coach of the Toronto Raptors? Um, Doug Moe. No. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I is he you former say player? Don Nelson. I think. Is it Nurse? <laughs> Good call. Wow. Nick Nurse. Nurse. How'd you get that? Uh, because I you, you, do my job. You do. Writer. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> I mean, you're not that immersed as you as you used to be. In no, the but I do. Honestly, part of the reason it sticks. I I, I do follow. You know, the coaching changes. But part of the reason is I had a, I had a neighbor whose name was Nurse, so it sticks in my head a little so, bit more than perhaps a, a, a random name. Shira, good question for you. Are the headline writers already warming up the headlines for when Nurse wins or loses, and what might they oh, be? Oh, of course. I can of think. Of course. Good night, Nurse. Yeah. There's one right there. Good yeah. night, um, nurse. Yeah. That's for when he gets fired. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's for when he gets fired, yeah. Um, How about... Uh, bedside manner or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard needed a wet nurse, and he found him in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. Creative. But doesn't that happen yeah. after, like, the Gatorade dump of some 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 celebration or yes. something? Yeah. Well, there's your... There's yeah, your there you wet go. nurse. Wet nurse, yeah. Wet yeah. nurse. There's your competition in or the nurse, Atlantic. Or nurse all wet if, if yeah. he blows something. Yeah. Um, Toronto and Philadelphia. Are we, mm-hmm. are we, we're back to the glory days of Celtic Sixers, the clash in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting with the Sixers because they're in China right now. You know, this is... They're, they're the, they were the one of the two teams. It's Mavs... Uh, Sixers for the China matchup. They've got a game, you know, a couple games coming up. I think Shanghai and Shenzhen is on the Good schedule. Good pronunciation. Thank you. I used to do Chinese league basketball. Did you? I did. I have, tra- I have traveled I have traveled twice to China, so I will credit that. Well done. Guangdong um, is one of my favorite teams. Yeah, you got me the there. The Guangdong Sharks. Xian. Xian, yes. I call Ron Artest games. The, t- the Terracotta Soldiers are awesome. Wow. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. So you think Philadelphia's going to have problems so I think, combating so I th- that trip? Well, so I think, you know, you're not going to see the true Philadelphia for four to six weeks. That's my prediction. This is, yeah, because I mean, that is a brutal trip, even if it's only a week. 
coming back and doing that and adjusting. That's the Bruins. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, so I think let's have this conversation again in six weeks because I don't think we're going to get a good indication of who the Sixers are. I mean, and that could take a toll. I mean, sometimes some teams, let's be honest, don't recover from those foreign trips for whatever reason, you know? Ben Simmons, talking about not being able to shoot. Can he develop a jump shot? And if he does develop a jump shot, is he LeBron James? That is a good question. And my answer is no. Are you pondering that? No. Is no. that ponderous? No. No. He's not LeBron James. No one's James. LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he is a, we're going to call him <laughs> FX Yaz. Yeah. How's that? FX Yaz. Didn't this used to be Johnny's. your job? Were you ever the drop guy? No. On no, no, EI? No, 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 no. You're never no, the drop guy. Steve Chachi. Okay. Oh, okay. Chachi. Yeah. He, he, was, uh, he was the man behind the glass. Mm-hmm. But I like it. That's okay. So you don't think Simmons 15. 8.1, 8.2 last year. I mean, those are, those are obviously awesome numbers. You see him as that type of guy, 16 points a game type guy? Yeah, 16, 18 points a game. Watch, really? I'll be proven wrong. Not yeah. explosive enough at this point? Yeah, too young. How old, how old is he? He's like, what, 23, 24? He's even 22. Really? Okay. Jim O'Brien's on their bench. One of your, did you ever do Jim I, O'Brien? I, I love Jim O'Brien. So do I. Yeah, I love Jim O'Brien. Um, I think that's probably a better role for him. I think he's more comfortable. I mean, I think he is, you know, at least when he was with the Celtics, the best assistant in the league, the best top assistant in the league. I just think, you know, he had players loved him, even players who were tough to please, you know, like an Antoine Walker who just, you know, was really tough to please in the coaching ranks, loved, you know, just had a lot of respect for Jim and and loved working. How do you notice that? Do you, like, notice it during the game of him taking players aside? Um, Well, first of all, you know, players tell you how much they like him, uh, particularly when he was elevated to head coach. They were saying he was great. You know, they loved him um, as the top assistant. And you can just also tell, you know, at practice, you know, they're talking. He, 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 he was the guy who, with Patino, was the one who was sort of like, okay, here's what we're going to, you know, he was. He was he, the calming he, he, presence. He was the calming presence. He was the communicator. He was the one who kind of said, all right, we see where, where Rick is up here. And he was the bridge. Have you read Patino's book yet? Is, I is that on your list? I have not. It's. I saw no. it the other day in the in Barnes and Noble. Which, by the way, he's like on a redemption tour, right? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, he's trying to get every job, and he applied for a Florida international job last year. Wow. And he did not get it. Meanwhile, his you know son, what I heard son about? Is still employed by uh, sons of Minnesota. Minnesota. They're coming to play BC November twenty fifth. You know what I heard about his book? Calendar. You know what I heard about his book? It stinks and it sucks. And it <laughs> See, makes this the drop? worst. <laughs> where's that drop? I didn't have Patino ready. Sorry. So I was, I was there, by the way, for the infamous. You were there for that the, night? For that night, they played. It was a Toronto back to I believe it was Toronto back to back, home and away. So mm-hmm. I was covering the game the next day in Toronto. And this, and he, you know, he, he goes fly. I wasn't covering the game, at the, but I went there anyway to kind of get some background and some notebook fodder and stuff like that. And, you know, he did the whole Larry Bird's not coming through that door. Larry Bird's not walking through that yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. He did everything. He did everything. And then he got thrown out, um, like, at, before halftime of the game or maybe shortly after halftime of the game the next night in Toronto. And I remember I remember the lead. My lead was something along the lines of, you know, the, what happened in, 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 in the garden sort of carried over. He, could, he, was, was, he was still on, on a rant, basically. Yeah, he let one loss turn into two. Yeah. Is, is what the point is. Uh, was he never seen in Boston in an Italian restaurant, I hope? He had oh. problems in 
Italian restaurants in Louisville. Mm-hmm. You remember that story? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, you do. Yes. There he goes. Come on. Tur- jack it up, yes. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. What we are is young, exciting, hardworking, and going to improve. People don't realize that. And as soon as they realize that those three guys are not coming through that door, the better this town will be for all of us. All right, so, by the way, I'm still waiting for your book. My book about the Patino years? No, the, the book you just wrote. It's a oh, cheap the plug book. time. Oh, so, oh, sorry. She did sorry. just wake up at 5 a.m. this morning. Sorry. <laughs> I'm giving oh, you a little... I, I, I wrote a book? Wait, uh, no, I wrote a chapter of a book. Um, yes, upon further review, the greatest what-ifs in sports history. Next podcast, I will present you with a copy, John. Promise? And you will read it aloud. Signed? That will be the entire yes, podcast, Yes, we will. Right? I will read it aloud. It will be read aloud for it's the duration not, of the podcast. I travel a lot. Oh, I'm always looking for good Or you could purchase the audio book in which I did read you the did. chapter. I did my own well audio. Well sure. Yes. Very Can nice. I ask you something? You, just to go back to Patino's quote, is, yeah. is there a more memorable quote in Celtics history? Because that, it, much as he, he, his tenure here was mostly a, a disaster, how, how memorable? Larry Bird's not bucket. People bring it up every year. So I would have to say the only thing that might come close would be something from the Kenny Anderson files. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. You know. So what did he say? Oh, like, I'm just, there was a ship be sinking. Of, Wasn't there a ship? Oh, ship be sinking. Ship be That's sinking. good. There was. That's uh, good. Just if, just in general, Kenny would walk. When he walk out of the locker room and if there's there's a mic in his face. I love Kenny. Just go, Kenny. Kenny go was off. great. I mean, Kenny like it's so so you, you, like. In the Red Sox clubhouse, you know, you notice this because in the game you're not, you know, kind of on game days they're not. There's not a lot of talking beforehand. And Kenny was, you know, you come to appreciate a guy like Kenny for that reason. And I think it's true in the NBA and, and Major League Baseball. Um, I'm not. They don't spend a lot of time in, in uh, hockey locker rooms now. But players just don't talk. Players just don't kind of they're go born. back they and tweet. forth. They tweet. They <laughs> yeah. do their own thing. They hide out in back rooms, whatever the case may be, pre-game when they're when, in sports. I love Mookie Betts. I think he's one of the top players I've ever seen yeah. in a Red Sox uniform, if he, not the best. He's, he talks. He talks, but he's a bit boring. But yeah, he he's, talks. He's not bad, though. He's, he talks. But you Kenny, can tell at least he has a good attitude. Kenny would sit in the locker room before a game and it was like you know he was you, you wouldn't know he was playing because he was so laid back and so just chit chat you know away and miss that miss that miss a player like that which yeah, I mean, it made it a lot of fun character character and he was he had interesting he things to say and you know see even when you teach at BU tell your students if they're ever professional athletes be a character yeah it's like the Bull Durham theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, meet. Actually, I just thought of Give a more. I, I thought yeah. of a more iconic quote than um, uh, what's the one we were just talking about? Patino. One? Oh yeah, walking through that Did you get door. up at four thirty? Yeah, yeah uh, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> climb on my back, boys. Climb on my back, boys. <laughs> Cedric, Cedric Maxwell, Cedric Maxwell, nineteen. It was good. Eighty-four. That right? was good. Yeah. Um, not as not as iconic as Patino. All right. How about Larry Bird? Uh, Larry, you gonna donate the three-point contest? money to charity. Yeah, the Larry Bird Foundation. I always <laughs> like that one. That's a good one. How many times did you talked to Bird when you were here? Um, a few. There was one uh, great conversation where I was out in Indiana and just uh, met with him one-on-one in his office at Indiana when he was president How of basketball. How was that? It was great. It was great. I mean, I, so I grew up with him. I mean, I was in, in elementary school when he was playing, and so it was kind of cool because, I, and I said this to him at the time, I said, 
my biggest connection to that era of the Celtics was the fact that my fifth grade teacher, both of them were from Boston, Miss Cadez and Miss Mahoney. Miss Mahoney was from Southie. Um, and I remember this very distinctly because they would not assign homework on nights because the Celtics used to play at the Civic Center. Yeah, so they had, they had tickets. They had some sort of, I think, group teacher ticket. You know, they had, the teachers had gone in yeah. on tickets. That's and they would at the mall. Yeah, at the mall with the whaler store that was in the shape of a whale, um, or at least the door was. And so we never had homework. Like we, they would give us like no homework nights Why when the Celtics. The Celtics. Why couldn't were, I get in on that? When the Celtics were playing at the Hartford that Civic is, Center, so it was like 12, 12 dates a night. You know? Celtics used to tear it up at the Civic Center. There were some memorable nights there. It's a great place. Celtic lore. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all about UConn women's basketball. I know. Out there. I know. Cheers up against the clock. Mia. She is? I'm try- yes, I'm trying to be respectful of oh, your co-host. Shoot. Yeah. Because she, she actually has another job. She has more jobs than anybody. <laughs> she does. I have one job, and I just do a lot of she does. stuff. The meter is running, and the meter is running for sure. The meter is running for... <laughs> we want to do our all-time Celtic top five. Uh, yeah, maybe next time. Oh, we can try to cruise through it. Do I get the first pick? Talk about a that's, stream of consciousness. That's what pod- good podcasting is, meter. You're a trailblazer. I, I am. I'm yeah. clearly a trailblazer. Do you want, well, do, do, do I get the, hold, uh, it, hold that? Hold that. Hold it. I'm, I'm ready to go. We're gonna I'm tease. Ready to go. We're gonna tease I'm the next go. show because the next show it's not gonna be a month. It's gonna be a couple weeks. We're gonna be live in Where? podcasting lore live. <laughs> yes. At the inter- recorded live. Recorded live at the Intercontinental Hotel. So we're, we're moving up in the food chain. Beautiful. Chris Nowinski's Concussion Legacy Foundation Gala, and we are going to have a. Long list of NFL alumni joining us on our podcast. Excellent, so, so I hate to criticize your math, but I believe that's on happening on October 25th. So if you minus three, like minus yeah, three, that's all right. You never know when our listeners are tuning, tuning in. in. That's, to true. The that's, pod. True. that's true. That's true. See, that's I'm true. I'm trying to. Yeah. We got to teach her too, okay? Right. Yeah. This podcast thing, thing is it's, like, it's coming. It's, time is flexible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time is flexible, but mm-hmm. that's going to be a fun night. Yes. And we look forward to that, and they're looking forward to having us. So you all set technically there? Well, this is the first time hearing about it, <laughs> but but yes. Where, where I were you? I cleared it with Carrie Tavaski. Oh, I should talk to assistant. my colleague. Okay, yes. She's not my assistant. <laughs> oh, she hears that. She's going to be pissed at you, meter. Colleague. Um, Sorry, Carrie. Colleague, yes. And Mazel Tov to Carrie's daughter, Maya. Meter and I are both at the at the Bob Mitzvah at a lovely time. Yes, but we'll be there, meter at Nowitzki's thing. You bet. Sounds awesome. It's going to be great. And there are Nick Bonacani amongst many. I believe... Oh, we can't say. Can we say? Or we can say. He said no, he it on did. He Eric said it on Lindros. the pod. Yeah. 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 Eric Lindros yeah. as well. So, they will so be, I didn't want to do a reveal that didn't, you know. We will be speaking with Eric. Breaking news. Yeah. At, at, at our table at the Intercontinental Hotel. But special thanks to Shearer Springer, of course, as always, for coming out. Special and, thanks to John Mita Perel. Well, you know, it goes without saying. It's really the David Yaz show. <laughs> the meter is running. <laughs> it's all sound effects. It's Sports, all about the sound forbid. effects. Sports stories and stuff. Listen to new episodes at pod617.com. Download us on iTunes. It's the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Special thanks to Fenway Johnny's Brookline Avenue outside Fenway Park. When you come to a Red Sox playoff game, be sure to come to Fenway Johnny's. Have a good night, everybody. Do you yeah. like to sniff glue? So it- <laughs>